A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, hello, and welcome back to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of experiencing life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by the lovable Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you? I'm feeling pretty good, Chris. I was enjoying you singing along with the uh, theme tune. Uh, a theme tune we're not <laughs> really sure it. where we got it from or where it uh, came from, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we. <laughs> We found it like yeah, we found it like two months ago, and uh, I've forgotten the name. Don't know where you got it from, but I love it. <laughs> and, uh, it's I, I sort of go through my daily life humming it to myself. Uh, <laughs> it is quite addictive as a result isn't it? of doing it every Wednesday. So. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyable. How you been? What's going I'm, down? I've been good. I've been good, man. You um uh, you furnished me with something very special. That I'm a little bit obsessed with. Um, it's yeah. uh, it's an advert. It's a set of adverts. Um, for right. the uh, some kind of candy, I'm not really sure even what candy it is to be honest. But uh, uh, this is the guy who uh, candy. Yeah, candy. Yeah, it's basically this. I-, I hope you can hear this. Long, long that guy. Oh yeah, the Taking long the world by storm. Long man. The greatest advertising campaign <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I don't normally. Yeah, I mean, I saw some. It was going around Twitter, doing the rounds on Twitter last week. Yeah, and I clicked on it, and it's like, how long's the video? Twenty minutes. It's got. Yeah, a, it it's, combines it's, all the adverts from the advertising campaign. It's for mm. this kind of. Um, how would you describe the candy? It's one of those long strips of like gum that yeah. you can tear apart and chew. And they've got this ridiculous narrative arc where this woman is dating some guy, but she starts falling for a guy who has long candy. And that's the best <laughs> longer, way to describe longer, it. Longer it's candy not, than, her, than her boyfriend, effectively. Yeah, it does, it does all feel like there's something else in play there, under mm, the surface. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it has this massive narrative arc. It's, they've put a lot of time and effort into this candy commercial series. Um, but, yeah, I highly advise going out and looking for it. I put it on my Twitter the other day. But just type it into like Google, Japan advert candy, and it will come up. But it's amazing. You have to watch it. Everyone I've shown it to loves it. Yeah. And, and it, you I, loved it, right? I, I loved it just simply because of the, 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 the actual man singing. Long, long, man. 
It's, oh, it's just something else, isn't it? It's oh, the <laughs> saxophone and the long between man. the wacky narrative and yeah. that song. It's it is dynamite. Cannot dynamite. get enough. Uh, give yourself seven minutes. I think it's seven minutes of the supercut video of uh, all of the editions uh, uh, of the advert. But wow, what a piece of work that is! What a piece. And of it work. comes out uh, a special time for me. Yeah, because I'm trying. To, I've initiated Operation Massive Weight Loss. This Whoa! Week, where I start to get fit and look good again, which this takes like six months. And just as I'm starting to look good, winter will inevitably roll in. <laughs> uh, it happens every year. It happens every year for the last like three or four years now. Yeah. Uh, but Operation Weight Loss basically involves eating no carbohydrates <laughs> and just eating protein and vegetables and doing exercise. Yeah, so are, are you so good? Are you a rapid transformation? <clears throat> are you good at sort of the exercise side of things? Do you do you like a jog every now and again? Uh, I used to jog a lot back when I lived in uh, Yamagata because yeah. I had like lots of rice fields and volcanoes around to look mm. at while I ran. It was beautiful. But here in the city in Sendai, I think the reason I haven't jogged is I just haven't found the right place to do it. Yeah, um, there is actually a nice little jogging footpath not too far from where I live, but I get a bit. Self-conscious jogging along alongside other joggers. I used to jog at night uh, down a highway back in the uh, countryside, mm. or during the day I'd just run in the middle of nowhere where there was no one around. But here I don't really have that choice, so I'm stuffed. <laughs> don't know what to do, Pete. It's kind of intense, isn't it? A, a, a country a, a country road late at night, Chris Broad eating up miles. Mm. I've got to be over there now, real quick. But I'm thinking. I'm. I've actually thinking of um, cycling around Japan from one end to the other. Mm. It's a kind of challenge. Did I talk to you about this? No, the no, not not I at all. This incredible plan. The first reveal. I think. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like cycling from Sendai all the way down to Kyushu or something over the period of like a week or two. I don't particularly want to rush it. Mm. It's not like a race, but I thought I've always wanted to do something like that. Either walk around Japan or cycle it or something. Yeah. And uh, I think it'd be a really good, cool little adventure. Just me, like, travelling around, meeting people along the way, seeing stuff that you wouldn't normally see. I'd film it as well, so it'd kind of be exercise plus YouTube. Yeah. And it'd be great fun. Would you need someone uh, driving behind you with all of the lenses, all of the kit, all of your uh, lacy you drives and... and <laughs> all your batteries. <laughs> Call me Battery Boy. Yes. <laughs> I'll bring either you or Natsuki yes. to uh, help me out. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, go on, exercise uh, with Natsuki. That uh, wouldn't go down a too tra well. A traffic accident, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so you, you, you've, it wouldn't you, go down well. I, I've kind of come up with the uh, subject for, for today's show. I get asked this quite a lot, and I don't even live in Japan. You know, I've got little ideas about, you know, what you can do in a couple of weeks in Japan. But I've got a mate, Sophie, she's uh, heading out to Japan, uh, she's got two weeks. I've given her Ooh. what I would do, and my little plan, but mine's mainly, you know, just booze halls and, get you know, drunk. Uh, get drunk, get drunk, <laughs> fall asleep in the street. Doesn't matter, it's fine. I don't have a very good image of you, do I, Pete? No, you oh, really okay. don't, but a very accurate one. It's almost forensic oh. in, its, uh, in its satire. Um, but... I thought I'd ask you, Chris, to, to basically right. come up with like two weeks worth of activities. Two we're talking, itinerary. we're talking timings. We're talking kind of like what you do on the first day, what you do on the second day, um, and you, you've you've right. you've done it, Chris. I mean, you, you've done it pretty much. So oh, I have done it. Sh shall we pile Three through or four it? times? <laughs> we shall. So I've got I have got a two week itinerary that I made up about two years ago, mm. and it's an itinerary that I've done I think at least three times now for when yeah. various friends come over. Yeah. Thing is, when friends come over from the UK, it's usually their first time in Japan, so mm. we tend to do the same kind of things. Uh, I hope 
more friends don't come over because it's an itinerary I don't want to have to do again because I've done it so many times now. Uh, but yeah, I did make a detailed itinerary to excite my friends to let them know how much money it was going to cost and, mm. you know, get things going. So we'll talk through it. We'll imagine we're on the trip ourselves coming in to Japan for two weeks and we'll talk about where we're going, where we're staying, how much it's going to cost and, yes, are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> we arrive on a Friday. It's Tokyo. We're in Tokyo, and you're a bit. You're probably a bit jet lagged by now. Massively. I've factored that into the two week itinerary. Day one, uh, we arrive at Haneda Airport, and we go to Asakusa. Now, Asakusa is kind of the. uh, It's one of the cheapest places to stay in Tokyo. I think if you are kind of in your twenties and you're coming with a backpack, you want to keep it low budget. Asakusa is the best place to stay Mm. if you're travelling on a budget. You can probably there's the the place we stayed on this itinerary. You got three nights for fifty-seven pounds, which is about seventy dollars. Mm. So that's really cheap, and that was the uh, Kaosan World Hostel. But yeah, on this first day, we arrive at Hanada Airport. Look at Sensoji Temple, which is a really big temple, very touristy, unfortunately, but it is a nice temple in Asakusa. And then just chill around and just do nothing and get over the jet lag, the ridiculous, crazy jet lag. Yeah, and that's day one. I mean, if you're coming Thank in, you. if you're coming in from London, you will arrive at like seven in the morning or nine in the morning, and uh, that yeah, it takes ne- me like three days to get over the jet lag when I get back. So it's, <laughs> it's horrible. Three days. I remember, like last year, it took me two weeks to get in sync. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I just got used to. I I, won't, I started waking up at six p.m. Mm. in the evening and would go to bed at like 4am and I just could not break the cycle <laughs> well but hopefully when you come it won't happen it'll be alright yeah exactly I'm, I, 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 it usually takes me a good month to be honest because I'm freelance and I can pretty much sleep whenever I want I do sleep whenever I want so I make this weird kind of hybrid probably Australia time kind of <laughs> kind of uh, sleeping pattern it's all <laughs> it's all very upsetting I have no I have no self control Chris that's the problem um, so it's Friday well, it's Friday Drinks. you're talking Asksa uh, Asksa um, the, the Sensoji Temple and uh, and just chill out really on the Friday don't go crazy yeah I mean you could go out get drunk yeah maybe what a good way to get in in time I suppose yeah but the first uh, the first like four days of the trip on this itinerary we've got in Tokyo because uh, you arrive in Tokyo you might as well spend a few days there mm. but also returning to Tokyo at the end of the trip we've got another two days as well so if it's your first time in Japan I would recommend you know four or five days of a two week itinerary in Tokyo because that is where a lot of touristy stuff is mm. uh, inevitably you know if it's your first time you are going to want to do a lot of touristy things probably yeah. Um, so on the second day, on Saturday, I've said we, we, we're going to Mori Tower in Rapongi to right. get a good view over Tokyo. The first thing I did when I arrived in Tokyo ever uh, was I went up a tower and got a view of Tokyo because I wanted to try and get a perspective of the world's biggest city, right? Mm. And I fell asleep in a chocolate cake overlooking the Tokyo skyline because <laughs> uh, just it's just such a cool view and I think I was jet lagged, obviously. Mm. Maybe it was the chocolate cake. Maybe the chocolate cake made me sleepy. Very heavy. But, <laughs> but I think if you if you want a good view of Tokyo, Mori Tower in Rapongi is the best, better than Tokyo Skytree, because it's right in the middle of Tokyo. You've got a good 360 view. Yeah. And then around that area, you've got Shibuya and Harajuku, which inevitably you'll probably want to have a look at. Yeah. Especially the uh, the famous crossing with all the lights and all the people. Yeah, they, they always you've say... you around there. You love the- Shibuya. I do love Shibuya. That's the only place I've ever stayed. Really, you stay pretty every much. Time you come, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I'd spent a little bit in um, Shiodome. Uh, very, very brief. That was for a couple of days, and then I moved over to uh, to a big Cerulean Tower, ridiculously expensive uh, hotel, which was so expensive. Like, the first few times I went, or the first couple of times I went, I spent so much money that I didn't really need to, but I did, because I'm an idiot. Cerulean Tower. Yeah, I don't... It is pricey there. It yeah, that's really like, is. I think that's the most popular hotel for... Like foreigners coming to Tokyo in general, actually. Oh, really? Because it's right in the heart of Shibuya. You get a good view of like the city. Yeah. I think I saw PewDiePie stay there recently, actually, as well. Of course he did. Right, yeah, of course he did. With his words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the same day, you know, you can walk around Yoyogi Park and Meiji Shrine because they're also kind of near Shibuya. I mean, they're right in the heart of Harajuku. Harajuku yeah. and Yoyogi Park are next door to each other anyway, so you might as well kill two birds with one stone. So, yeah, on that day, Rapongi, Shibuya, Harajuku, Yoyogi Park and Meiji Shrine. And that's your day two. Yeah. That, Saturday um, in Tokyo. That, I mean, that, that sounds like a lot of stuff, but um, they really are, cl- they really are re- very, very close to each other. You can walk from Shibuya up the hill... Uh, towards Yogi Park, walk around Yogi Park, go and see the, uh, the 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 rockabilly guys dancing in the park because uh, they're there every Saturday. Yeah. So we picked a good day for this. Uh, walk around Meiji Shrine, um, wash your hands in the in the fountain thing, <laughs> and then go. Wash your hands. And then head for Harajuku what? and have a have a crepe. <laughs> have a crepe in Harajuku. Yeah, and um, yeah, if you want a good restaurant, Shibuya is the place to be. Yes, it'll be busy, but there are so many damn restaurants and bars. Yeah. You'll find something. There's a, so. there's, there's a shop. Yeah. Um, what's what's that? Um, the the popular street in um, in uh, Harajuku shit something or other. Oh, I can't remember the name of it I now. Can never remember the name of the street. You it's got a swear word in it. Though. Down it. <laughs> Shit's a they um all I know is at the end of it uh, there is a shop that just sells condoms so good pick up some yeah, condom mania yes condom yes, mania that's kids, it. be careful <laughs> be careful <laughs> yeah right in the heart of Harajuku there's just a shop called condom mania yeah and it's a shop that sells I think every assortment and type of condom you'd ever imagine you can and be, more you can I don't be, know why it's there you can be a small small man or you can be a long long Etc. <laughs> if you did, you plan that out from the start. No, it doesn't matter. I just got excited. Are. It's just there. Genius, mate. <laughs> you really are a top London radio DJ. I know, right? With incredible insight like that. But I, I yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I remember the first time I was in Harajuku. I was just wondering why would that? Why is that there? Condom mania. <laughs> it's not even subtle. It's, it's uh, just there. But the in, in the, street. the incongruity in the of uh, of everything in Tokyo is kind of like I don't know why it's there, but it seems to be rather uh, popular. I don't know how. I don't know. Who, I, I never see anybody buying any condoms in there, but but I think it was a stroll around. Maybe it's funded by the government. <laughs> I don't know. Lots of tourists take. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Good little tourism yeah. thing there. Um, so diving into Sunday, Sunday gets a little bit difficult. Um, so on our itinerary, we're going to Odaiba to see Asimo the Robot in oh. the Future Museum. So Odaiba's like this uh, futuristic kind of island, just jutting out into Tokyo Bay. They've got lots of, they've got a really nice view of Tokyo there, actually. One of the best views of Tokyo is on Odaiba. And to get to Odaiba, you have to take a little monorail from, uh, from uh, Chiodome. You take the monorail over the Rainbow Bridge, which sounds like something out of Mario Kart. Yes. That's why I love it so much. And at night, it is a rainbow bridge, because it lights up and it is spectacular. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend spending the whole of Sunday in Odaiba, or like the second half of, of Sunday. Probably the morning you can recover from your night out in Shibuya. Then afternoon, 
get on the monorail, drive over, drive over, get on the monorail, <laughs> ride over to our diver, see Asimo the robot, and then there's a, there is a good onsen over there. It's a little bit pricey. It's an onsen theme park called Oedo Onsen. And if you are with friends, it's a really good place to sort of chill out, try an onsen, sit in a hot tub, sit in a bath, and they've got this really cool outdoor foot bath bit as well. Uh, have you, you haven't been there, have you, Pete? Um, you recommended it uh, in one of your videos, actually. Um, I was going to go there, but uh, I was informed that no tattoos. But I think that's something oh, that okay. is um, getting a lot better. And I'm almost that certain that by the time yeah. I get over there next, I reckon it's going to be, uh, I reckon the rules are going to be slightly different. But the Rainbow Road was okay. so exciting. I thought it was going to be, uh, sorry, the Rainbow Bridge, because Rainbow Road's in Mario Kart, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I went over there. Um, it reminds me of the first time I actually went. I actually walked across, I think, somewhere around there because obviously these are all reclaimed parts of the bay. Uh, they're all, mm. you know, they're all um, artificial islands. They've just, you know, just put a lot of cement down, a lot of rubbish, and, and, and built a built a new new bit of <laughs> the works, bit of it? Japan, yeah. which is quite nice. Um, but walking around there is really nice, and and getting a little. Um, a little cycle, like a little Boris bike thing, like, you know, the, the kind of municipal um, park-owned um, um, cycle thing. That's what I did last time. I just got a little bike. And, and the best thing about um, oh. bike, bikes in Japan is, okay. like, you can, just, you can just ride pretty much everywhere. You don't have to ride in the street and risk your life. People just ride on the pavements. And, and as long as you're not, you know, popping wheelies or smashing into people, um, it's actually quite a sedate, <laughs> quite relaxing sort of way to get around. So I would definitely, uh, yeah. next time I'm over there, I'm definitely picking up a bike and, uh, you know, cycling around. I don't think... I've never cycled around um, around Tokyo actually. Mm. That's, yeah, I t- I've always thought about it. I think it'd be a really nice way. The thing is, Tokyo is so big. Rather than cycle around Tokyo itself, you'd choose a district. I think, wouldn't you? Hugely, hugely. Cycle there. Yeah. Uh, but Odaiba, perfect place for a cycle. Definitely. Indeed, indeed. Um, but whether or not you go to the Oedo Onsen, which is good if you're with your partner, girlfriend boyfriend uh unfortunately you have to separate obviously when you're going in the uh, hot spring section which can take some of the magic away unless you like being alone maybe it's a good escape from your partner <laughs> um <coughs> but it's a good way of um riding out the jet lag as well i find jet lag hangovers it's so nice if i mean if you if you know you're staying somewhere on your two-week trip that has an on that has a hot spring don't don't bother going you can find somewhere better yeah but if you're not if you don't have anywhere planned do go do try it out it's a nice place and they've got this cool like Edo era street inside it's like a little theme park and you mm. wear a kind of kimono and walk around walk around and it's just magical you'll love it Beautiful. anyway Monday Monday uh, visit Skiji Fish Market now I don't know if this can even be in the itinerary anymore given that I think Skiji Fish Market's moved I think it might have already moved by now in which case, bugger. <laughs> they moved it because it, <laughs> my itinerary's come crashing down. <laughs> uh, but this, on Monday, I've put down visit Skiji Fish Market hmm. and explore Ginza District, which is the district kind of up, up market shopping district near Skiji. But if you... I, I, honestly, I don't know if Skiji Fish Market's gone already. So you might have to avoid that. There's, I mean, By the time you're listening to this, it might not be there. I mean, this, this, it's something I sort of, ex- sort of experienced, and it was kind of a post-club kind of thing. We finished at like 4am, 5am, mm. and went, shall we go to Skiji um, Fish Market? And we went there, and it was... World's it was lo- Fish Market. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's gigantic, and it is lovely, but it is a bit like... I mean, it is just sushi. It is just sashimi. I mean, it is yeah. just... And, and you sort of go... 
I mean, my favourite bit was that my friend said, what's fresh? And the man said, well, everything. This is a fish market. What, what is wrong with you? It's like being underwater, isn't it? Like, there's, there's, like, water pouring out everywhere. Yeah. There's the smell of fish. There's, like, live fish, like, swimming around. Yeah. It is like being underwater. It's like Bioshock, but not. <laughs> but with Japanese people running around. And um, I've been there, I think, four or five times now. I filmed in there two years ago, and it went pretty well. We got... <laughs> behind the scenes to the tuna auctions and that was really cool yeah seeing these massive tuna go for like tens of thousands of dollars um but yeah i honestly don't know if they've already moved it because they're moving it to a slightly bigger site because it's a little bit cramped at the moment and it's very touristy uh i actually got thrown out of there as well i went in at 4am once really early and i went right to the back and tourists aren't allowed right in the back right sort of dragged out by security oh another time like you i went into a a sushi restaurant built into the market at 5am after a night of all night of karaoke and I was tr- I was feeling really dodgy and I remember they put the plate of sushi down this was at a time when I wasn't really accustomed to sushi <laughs> and I was like, taking bites and trying desperately not to be sick my friend and I he was also in the same desperate position as me we would try not to be sick because we thought this would be just a disaster being sick everywhere eating this expensive amazing price for sushi <laughs> uh, fortunately I wasn't but yeah do be careful I mean there is a reason why you don't have a fine steak in an abattoir you know what I mean like there's a reason why you don't <laughs> eat where the fish comes in um, you know exactly. and, and also like do you really want cod raw in the morning when you've had a, a skin full I don't oh, think Christ. so I don't think so. <laughs> you, you can always Hell eat somewhere man. else eat, eat in Ginza there, there's still restaurants open like yeah, ridiculously yeah, early have some noodles Ginza's like one of the top places for sushi anyway so yep. go around Ginza find a good sushi restaurant dive in beautiful uh, but on this itinerary we go to Kyoto by night bus <gasps> £40 each I think it's about what $55 a head yeah. from night bus on a night bus from Tokyo to Kyoto leaving at 9pm and arriving unfortunately at about 4 or 5am which <laughs> isn't it, the best time to arrive anywhere but it's but it's worth but, saying uh, that Chris that this this guide is very much for people who want to want to save a bit of cash I mean you could just take the take the train and stay over you could uh, you know um, stay over in in, in Ginza or wherever you're staying and then catch the uh, catch yeah, the Shinkansen but um, it's 40 quid per person you don't get that kind of value from the Shinkansen um, train do you? no Exactly. I, mean, I think for the bullet train, it'd be like 10,000 yen, mm. not pounds. 10,000 yen, which is about, what, 60 pounds-ish? 50, 70 pounds, maybe? So if you if you are travelling on a budget, night bus is the way to travel around Tokyo. Um, it, yeah, it's a lot cheaper. But if you're not travelling by budget, just get the bullet train. <laughs> it's a lot more fun Lovely and job. easy. And you um, get a nice view of Mount Fuji as well, because the bullet train from Tokyo to Kyoto whizzes past Mount Fuji. Just make sure you're sitting on the right side, the right-hand side of the Shinkansen, if you're going from Tokyo to Kyoto, and hopefully you'll see it. Or the view is amazing. Or you'll bloody miss it. Have you, have, you, have you ever ridden it? Uh, yes, yeah, I've, I've done that. I've done that uh, thing, and, and I sort of saw Mount Fuji. The thing about Fuji is, it's always a little bit misty. Always a little bit cloudy, so you don't yeah, always no. see it. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I found a peak, so to speak. I got a peak of the peak. Yeah, um, I flew over it last week, and I couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> but conversely, three months ago, I flew over it again, and got the best, one of the best views I've ever had. So swings and roundabouts, so you never know what you're going to find. So I mean, typically. If it's your first time in Japan, you have to go to Kyoto, just because the difference between Kyoto and Tokyo is night and day. Kyoto mm. is where all the historic cultural stuff is from the past, whereas Tokyo is much more modern, obviously, mm. and there's not a whole lot of 
culture from the history, like historic <laughs> culture there at all. Uh, that's the best thing about seeing Japan's boat, like both sides of it, Tokyo and Kyoto. The contrast is significant. And I've, I've put in on this itinerary three days in Kyoto. We've got three days in Kyoto. And there's all sorts of things you could do here. First of all, the King Kakuji Temple is usually high on people's list. King Kakuji Temple, the golden temple, the gold-plated temple, it's kind of got a nice pond around it. It is very scenic, it's very iconic, it's one of Japan's like treasures, national treasures. Only thing is, it's so damn touristy, it can be difficult to feel anything profound there. Yeah. Like when I went there, all I could think of, or I could hear, is just a thousand iPhone camera shutters going off <laughs> everywhere around me. And it just, mate, it just like robs me of any emotion. So yeah. I kind of... I've been there once, and the four times I've gone to Kyoto with friends, I let them go on their own now, uh, because I'm a terrible friend. I just sort of walk <laughs> off with my own thing. <laughs> well, that's what uh, I mean. Like everybody yeah. sort of heads there because it is so kind of spiritual and all that stuff. But and it is mm. it it is a bit of a vision of uh, old Japan. But the, there's just too many tourists there, so it's kind of hard to kind of like you said feel anything. Like the highlights from uh, from the trip I took last was my mate. Um, uh, he bought like you know he goes machines that um, dispense fortunes, and he got like a bum one. Yes. He, he got a fortune he didn't like, <laughs> and so he bought another one, and it was another fortune he didn't you like. Can't do that. So he got another one. Exactly, it's a nonsense. That's all <laughs> I remember from Kinkaji Temper Temple. Your friend just walking around yeah. with like twenty. Bad, for- bad fortune. <laughs> More fortune, please. More fortune. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, but on our itinerary, we've got from Tuesday to Thursday in Kyoto. And on the list of things to do, I've I've got Gion neighbourhood. Now, Gion is where the geisha kind of inhabit and live and perform still. You can, you can see it. It's quite expensive. Mm. I've never done it. If you're really into geisha, you can book it at great expense, I think. Um... Also, Fushimi Inari Shrine, probably my one of my favourite things in Kyoto. Very touristy again, but it is pretty iconic. That's the place with all the red shrines going up the mountain. Hundreds of shrines uh, going up the mountain. Have you been there? Have you uh, dropped in there? No, no, I don't think I have, actually, no. Have you not? I've not done it. <laughs> dear, oh dear. There's, uh, I mean, there's loads of temples. Ruanji is a nice temple. It's kind of got a rock garden. Hmm. Uh, lots of rocks around. Uh, the Monkey Park... Iwatayama Monkey Park There's a nice spot overlooking Kyoto with lots of monkeys like pruning each other and rolling around on a mountain <laughs> uh, If you're into your monkeys drop in there, have a nice view of the city uh, Philosopher's Path is quite a nice place okay. It's just literally just a path uh, by a little stream uh, surround, like with trees overhanging it and it's quite a nice place to just walk around and just think about philosophy <laughs> That's right Um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, Kyoto, you've got a lot of places. It completely depends on you, really, how much you're into your historic culture. Mm. I do find it can be quite touristy, unfortunately, Kyoto. But I did have a nice time there back in October last year when I was showing a friend around. Yeah. And we had a nice time. But uh, it's good. It's a good place to go and have a look around by bike. The hostel that we're staying in, in this itinerary, it came in at £72 per person for three nights. So that's what? About $90 for three nights. That's very cheap. That was at the Kaosan Theatre Hostel. Um, so, yeah, you can stay there pretty cheap. Yeah. I, get by. Kyoto is probably the only place I have actually stayed in a hostel. And uh, it, was, it was incredibly cheap. It was run by an a, a Aussie guy. And uh, he was, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he was like, I just had an entire kind of room to myself, like, you know, tatami mats and all on the floor and stuff. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, that was 
romantic. Yeah, yeah well, I'm trying... Peace House Sakura. Peace House Sakura in Kyoto. Um, I recommend it. The man was very kind. He actually let me check in early. And at that point of the day, I could not... I could have kissed him. I was like, thank you so much. I just need to lie <laughs> down and go to sleep for a million years. I was so tired. <laughs> there is some, Well, yeah, there's some cracking hostels in uh, Kyoto. So, yeah, definitely go for that. Hugely. Uh, don't be surprised if Kyoto isn't what you imagine it to be at first. Because when you arrive at the train station, it's like the biggest train station on earth mm. it doesn't look like it should be in Kyoto <laughs> and a lot of downtown Kyoto isn't what you think it's going to be like I remember being initially a little bit disappointed but the best bits in Kyoto are kind of around the edges by the mountains so check in and then get out there and go and have a look and see what you can find but yeah mm. I think three days in Kyoto is enough to see all the best stuff and hugely really soak in and enjoy it yeah and then after that it makes sense on this itinerary we go to Osaka yeah. Which is my, probably my favourite city in Japan, just because it's very dynamic. It's known as the kitchen of Japan, uh, because it's got so many amazing dishes, like takoyaki and okonomiyaki. Uh, there's some beautiful restaurants. Historically, I've had loads of great memories there as well, around Dotonbori, which is the uh, the nightlife spot with all the neon lights and the bridge that you can mm. sort of go on. And uh, it is, again, it is bec- has become quite touristy in recent years. As Japan's tourist levels have shot up, I think it's gone from like 8 million to 30 million over the last five years. So there has been a noticeable difference while I've been here around Japan. But yeah, I think if you're into the cool kind of Japanese nightlife, Osaka's an amazing spot for nightlife. So we've got Friday and Saturday in Osaka on this itinerary. Probably the best two days of the week to be in Osaka. Definitely. Perfect. You've I've been to I, Osaka, you've had some romantic memories there, haven't you? <laughs> Sound like a very drunk. Uh, I've uh, certainly been... <laughs> I've only ever been there on a Tuesday, which is very strange. Um, Tuesday? Yeah. Random. Uh, yeah, t- uh, Tuesday, possibly Wednesday as well. I, um, the last time I went, I went to uh, a shrine called... Uh, I think it's Himeji Shrine, or Himeji Castle. Sorry, Himeji Castle. Um, just outside of Osaka. I think it's in between Osaka and Kyoto, but... Um, uh, and that was fun. Uh, and, yeah, I'd, I'd, I've only ever been there sort of Tuesday, Wednesday sort of time, and... Tuesdays, if you you know if you just find find happen yourself happen to find yourself in Osaka on Tuesday, it's actually quite a good night out. So there we go. There's a little bit of a tip. You don't grab, always have to go on the weekend. Grab a couple of beers. <laughs> grab a couple of beers from the Seven Eleven. Walk around and have your own nightlife. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. I actually do that quite a lot in Osaka because uh, you can walk around and drink in Japan, and yeah. uh, Osaka is a really good place for that. Get some takoyaki, oh, some fried octopus balls, and just walk around, beer in one hand, takoyaki in the other, and marvel. At the nightlife. Osaka Castle's quite nice. Mm. Uh, Osaka Aquarium's pretty good. They've got Universal Studios Japan, one of the best theme parks in Japan, with Harry Potter World, no less. Oh. They've got like a real life scale replica of Hogwarts, which blew me away. <laughs> uh, I, I was amazed. They've, got, they've built the whole town of like Hogsmeade, the town, next to, um, the, the town next to the castle, in the books. And if you like Harry Potter, it's, it has to be on your trip. You have mm. to go there. Uh, so yeah and don't forget to try okonomiyaki and takoyaki okonomiyaki was a revelation for me we've talked about it before my love of okonomiyaki but uh, there's there's an okonomiyaki okonomiyaki restaurant (laughs) in uh, in London and uh, my word I go there quite a lot and yet you're still so slim and handsome I know right (laughs) I wish I could pull that off eating (laughs) and still looking good anyway (laughs) 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, now, I've put on this itinerary Hiroshima. Uh, I don't know, it depends entirely on you. The reason I like to take people to Hiroshima is a lot of my friends tend to like their history. Mm. And I know I always want to go to Hiroshima when I was, you know, back before I came to Japan, I was into my history. The idea of going somewhere where an atomic bomb had been deployed was quite a weird thing, you know. I had to go there. It was always, it's always been in my itinerary, and my friends always request it. Uh, and the best way to get there from Osaka is either night bus or bullet train. Again, up to you budget-wise. Mm. Bullet train from Osaka to Hiroshima, it's £80 per person, which is about $100, I think. Mm. Yeah, about $100 each. So £80 per person to go from Osaka to Hiroshima. And when you're in Hiroshima... You have to go to the Atomic Bomb Museum and the, and the uh, Memorial Park. Yeah, the Peace Park. Uh, it's quite a powerful like, place to be. You know, If you know your history and you, you've seen the videos and pictures of what happened there, it's quite a powerful thing to sort of stand there next to the Atomic Bomb Dome. The Atomic Bomb Dome is like a... It was a kind of a opera house, I think, back in the day, back in the 1930s and 40s. And the Atomic Bomb went off directly above it and because it was made of bricks, it was most buildings in Hiroshima were made of wood, unfortunately, and were vaporised. But this brick building, the A-bomb dome, still stands, especially as the bomb went off directly above it. Somehow mm. it didn't cause it to collapse. It's still there. And, uh, yeah, it's quite a powerful thing. So go there. And there's also okonomiyaki, which is like a pancake dish. Uh, and there's, there's, oh, God, what's it called? Okonomiyaki Mura, right. which is like this place. It's a little building... Packed full of okonomiyaki restaurants. What? And you go in and you, you choose basically which one you want. There's all these different counters and people working away making these pancakes. Okonomiyaki Mura is 
probably my favourite thing to do in Hiroshima. <laughs> it's got like lettuce and noodles and mayonnaise, and it's amazing. Mm. It's better than Osaka Okonomiyaki. Debatable. You have to work out which one you prefer. But for my money, Hiroshima's got the best one. And go to Hiro- go to Okonomiyaki Mura. Mura kind of means like museum or place. So Google that and go there. Beautiful. Spend one night. Spend one night in Hiroshima, and then the next day go to Miyajima Island and Itsukushima Shrine. That's one of the most. It's one of the three iconic sites in Japan, and that's where the shrine is kind of immersed in the sea. And it's that iconic place you see on all the Japan tourism posters. Mm. And I highly recommend going there. It's, it's up Have there you actually been to Hiroshima? Uh, I've been to Hiroshima, yeah. I've done, I've done Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima, to be honest. And out of the two, um, uh, Nagasaki's been interesting because you get... Um, I quite like the statue they've got in their peace park. But um, mm. Hiroshima is a lot more... It's a lot more visceral. It's, a, it's more of a visceral experience. You, you know, it's a bit more. Oh wow, that was uh, that was uh, above. You know what happened and stuff. And it, it, <laughs> just it, see it, you standing in Hiroshima Memorial Park, just going, "Oh wow, oh wow, this Crikey. is well better than Nagasaki." Brilliant Atomic weapon. <laughs> I told. I probably told the story before, but I was stood in the Hiroshima Peace Park um, in you know in front of the bombed out building and. Um, and uh, a chap uh, approached me, uh, a guy from the Marines, with his friend from Guam, uh, and recommended... He was drinking, like, a Soshu uh, kind of alcohol drink at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. I think he, he had a day off. He had uh, he had bullet... Uh, he had, like, a bullet belt uh, kind of um, tattoo around his arm and basically recommended uh, me and my friend a, a strip club. I'm like, in Osaka, I'm like, mate, you stood in front of, you know, the last great atrocious act of, uh, of the Allies, you know? It's just... Oh yeah, yeah, very oh, strange God. experience, but uh, yeah, I don't think he had much what, um, self-awareness. What imagery! Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a great photo. One uh, for the photo album. Yeah. One for the Facebook. Account. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's now Monday, and we're still in Hiroshima. And um, yeah, go to Miyajima Island. Go to the shrine. Climb the mountain on Miyajima Island. Did you go to Miyajima Island? Uh, no, and it's one of those no. things. It's it is one of those things that's always on all of the materials. When you see a photograph of Japan, that's one of the um, views you get. The uh, what are those little oh, things that? I mean, in this case, are just in the middle of um, the sea. A shrine, Tory Gate. Tory Gate. That's it. Yeah, yeah like just a Tory Gate. Yeah, big red Tory Gate. It's a, you <laughs> see you see that a lot, and you see um, that bit in Kyoto that's got the um, a succession of those kind of gates, um, like little pencils. Fush- oh yeah, the Fushimi and Ari shrines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I've done yeah, if, it's a, if it's a nice day, do climb the mountain on the island and you'll get um, some amazing views. Lovely. And then, on Tuesday morning or Monday evening, I would recommend you fly back to Tokyo from Hiroshima. Uh, just because if you do it any other way, it'll take a long time, it'll cost a lot of money. But you can fly, and it's not too much money. I think I've got it written down here. It was £99 per person to fly from Hiroshima into Tokyo. Mm. So that's about $120, I think. For each, so yeah, that's the best way to go. You're saving so uh, much time as well. Yeah, value I mean, your time. Any other way would be a nightmare. <laughs> if you go by bullet train, you will have to go bankrupt to afford <laughs> the ridiculously long bullet train ride yeah. from Hiroshima to Tokyo. So do fly it if you can. Uh, and on the last two days in Tokyo, on the Tuesday and the Wednesday, I've got go to check out Akihabara on Tuesday. Mm. The kind of the place, the pop culture capital of Tokyo. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff there, like uh, 
well, you've been there many times, Pete. How would mm. you describe Akihabara to first-time uh, people that don't know what it is? Quite noisy. I bought some puddings that look like boobs and went to... <laughs> you s- bought some puddings? They look like they boobs. They look like boobs. Yeah, and um, went to Super Potato, which is uh, the retro game oh, shop, the famous oh, retro game shop, where um, yes. you're kind of blown away with the tidiness of uh, and, 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 the, and the condition of all of the uh, retro game systems. They're beautiful, beautifully put together. Yeah, I've made a video on that. Go and look that up if you don't know much about Akihabara. It's kind of what you think Japan was like in the 90s and 80s. Mm, definitely. Uh, and that, yeah, Super Potato is my favourite place in Akihabara. Mm. Bit pricey. You get, the pl- you can get the video games cheaper, but you will not see them in the immaculate condition they're in. It's amazing. You can pick up like a Super Nintendo. It looks brand new for like 2,000 yen, mm. which is like £15 or something. So in, yeah, in- go in there. In uh, most major cities, you can get a, a shop called uh, Mandrake or Mandrake, and uh, they sell all kinds of lovely stuff. It, it, they've got one in Osaka, they've got three in Osaka, they've got loads in Tokyo. They're all over the place, pretty much. Uh, and I remember going on a pilgrimage because of a friend who's actually quite a well-known journalist for the New York uh, Post. New York Post, New York Times, one of them, either way. Um, and uh, he uh, he said, can you uh, pick me up this Neo Geo game? He got obsessed with Neo Geo video games, and yeah, it cost yeah. me 600 Pounds for a video <laughs> game from the 90s, a fighting game, a very rare fighting game uh, from the 90s. Um, and yeah, managed to find it and uh, he, was, he was very happy with his purchase, inexplicably. <laughs> what games console was it for? It was for the Neo Geo, which was like a kind of a halfway house between an arcade machine and a home console back in the 90s and it was very high oh, so it quality. it wasn't a game, it was an actual console? No, 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 it was, it was a video game. It was it was a video game, but they came in these massive cartridges, um, and and oh these game God. these games machines were very expensive back in the day. They were you know they were cracking on for a grand at the best of times, uh, and now they're obviously even more expensive. But they had the power of an arcade system in your home, but nobody bought them in the West. <laughs> oh, there's so there's still so, when, I, when I'm in Super Potato, there's so many games consoles and things that I don't remember or don't know about. Oh, hugely they excite me. I mean, there's there's, there's like, Nintendo disc systems and stuff like that, and you find these kind of PC engine that we didn't really have in the West, and and all of these kind of uh, weird MSXs and stuff like these these systems that mm. just never really came over. You'd hear about them, um, you're not really you wouldn't really be sure about what their potential was, you know, graphically or sound wise. But they were just these kind of um, systems that you only ever see in these shops. I remember going in there and being excited by the Game Boy, my first ever game console. <laughs> Brilliant. I saw that. But it was Brilliant. really pricey, it's like 7,000 yen. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> Something that I'll probably play like once and go, oh, that was fun. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I put it I, in the cupboard, I couldn't justify it. Yeah, I, I bought a couple um, of Game Boys for uh, like 20, 25 quid each, and uh, I've just not touched it. <laughs> I played Super Mario for an hour yeah. and then went, yeah, that's gone in the, that's gone in the cupboard, I'm not going to play that again. They weren't backlit back in the day. It was actually quite see, uh, quite hard to see the screens. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm having to use a little light. Uh, so, last day of the trip, Wednesday, mm. I would recommend hanging around. It depends where you're staying. On this mm. itinerary, we stayed in Akihabara at another hostel. Two nights came in at £70 per person, about $90, mm. Uh Pretty cheap again. So, we hung around there. Uh, I do recommend going to Shinjuku. Maybe during the day go to Ueno, which is next to Akihabara, and it's got lots of cool museums, it's got Ueno Park, there's a, a market as well that runs alongside the railway line. I can't remember the name of the market, damn it, damn it, damn it, but there's a lovely little market, mm. Ueno, it's quite a nice place. And uh, during the evening, I would recommend checking out Shinjuku. Yes. Nice place to end your trip, Shinjuku, 
one of the nightlife capitals of Tokyo. It's the most Tokyo-looking place in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, if you've seen the movie Lost in Translation, it's all set in Shinjuku as well. Mm. So you can relive your Lost in Translation fantasies. And, uh, yeah, Shinjuku. Love it. Beautiful. Again, Str- quite touristy, though. Stroll up and down Kabukicho. Got a golden guy. Have a drink. And, yeah, watch out where you go as well. Golden guy's nice. Yeah. It's like a little conglomeration of streets and little shacks. Looks like something out of Fallout 3. (laughs) It uh, is, yeah. I I do like it down there, but I would advise not going in anywhere because they charge you like a Muppet. I remember we went in there for one drink and they charged us a seating charge and the beer was like 3,000 yen. And my friend friend thought we could get us a discount on the grounds that I was a famous YouTuber. (laughs) I wasn't, and I'm not. And he was like, oh, this is my friend. He's a famous YouTuber. And the owner just didn't give a shit. We got no discount. <laughs> like it was daylight robbery going in there. And I still have to forgive my friend. Yeah. So, it is, yeah be careful is, going in Golden Guy. It is funny it if is you go cool. the, Do go down there. And take it, is, it is funny if you have a really tall and large friend to get him in there because it looks like he's basically wearing a front, front living room. Uh, if you go into yeah. a lot of those bars, it's actually quite fun. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's Golden, golden Guy. Golden yes. Guy. G-A-Y. Uh, but yeah, have a good night out in Shinjuku. And then the next day, Thursday. Head off to Haneda Airport and back home you go. The end. Holiday over. And that's your two-week itinerary. Yeah, pick up your presents uh, and leave. <laughs> pick up your Omiyagi. Yeah. Pick up all the Tokyo bananas, which Beautiful. are like little Twinkies. Oh, yeah. Twinkie. That's a weird British people thing, might it? not know what a Twinkie is, but it's like a sponge cakey thing with cream in it. Mm. And in Tokyo, it tastes like a banana. Hence <laughs> the name Tokyo Banana. And they are quite nice. I, I had an addiction to them a few years ago. I used to get souvenirs from my friends, these, to- these packs of uh, Tokyo bananas with 16 Tokyo bananas in. And before I even got back to North Japan, they'd already been disposed of Chris. in my mouth. Chris. On the and it was, yeah. You're a Tokyo banana monster, mate. That's dreadful. <laughs> Tokyo banana monster. Honestly. But yeah, no, that, if you're coming to Japan for the first time, two weeks, those are the places I'd recommend. Tokyo, Kyoto... Osaka and Hiroshima. They are. It is a very city-based itinerary, unfortunately, um, and you can have some day trips into the countryside, maybe from Kyoto. But uh, yeah, that's what I recommend. First time in Japan. They they call it the Golden Route just because it's so popular mm. amongst tourists. Indeed. Um, and maybe in the future we'll talk about the other route, the Diamond Route, which is what happens when you come on the second time. Ah. Japan, uh, which is a completely different route. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Have a good trip. Fantastic and, uh, yeah, stuff. I hope your friend Sophie has a nice trip, Pete. Yeah, I will uh, pass this on. You've written it down for me, which is great because I'll never remember everything. But uh, yeah, uh, my takeaway from this whole conversation has been: foam bananas are delicious, and that's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you've taken away from this conversation. I know, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's dive into some Japanese speedy Japanese lessons. Yes. Let's finish up with some vocabulary. Lovely old job. So one of the things on your trip is you're going to spend a lot of money. So I thought we'd talk about money, <laughs> uh, vocabulary for money. Do you know what the word is for money in Japanese, Pete? I do know. Um, and you do? I'll tell you why, because um, one of my little scribbles that I draw, I drew the um, wrestler Kane um, oh, right, with, a, okay, with, yeah. a hand, with a handful of, um, handful of money. So, okane. Okane. Good, kind of. <laughs> okane. 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 Okane, yeah, okane. <laughs> sounds like a Scottish person saying okane. Okane. I don't know if it's Scottish. Okane. Okane. Okane, do it. Yeah, okane. Nice. Okane is money. Uh, cash. 
Cash is a good one. I don't know. Now, this Japan's one. a very cash-based culture. You mm. do need to carry a lot of money on you at all times because uh, ATMs don't always accept foreign cards, and a lot of restaurants don't accept card either, and it can lead to lots of annoying situations. So do carry about forty thousand yen on you at all times, which is like yeah. four hundred dollars, three hundred pounds or so. so yeah. yeah, I would carry. I would carry about forty thousand yen at all times. So what is the word for cash? The word for cash is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Genkin. 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 G E N K I N. Genkin. It sounds a bit like Genki. I suppose it's the easiest way to remember it. Genki, yeah. the word for healthy and lively yeah. in Japanese. Genkin. But uh, yeah, often people ask if you're paying by cash or card. So you know Genkin, you know cash, but do you know card? Um, isn't this one of the borrowed words? Card. Even though the Japanese it is, probably it's invented it. It's a borrowed word. Ah, um, oh, that's the word for that. Gairago. 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 Um, yeah. It's probably just Corredo de Cardo. <laughs> if, if you know it. Yeah, good. Yeah. It is. Corredo de Cardo. It's Cardo. Ah. Credito cardo. <laughs> Credit card. I remember yeah. when I first heard that, I thought someone was taking the piss. <laughs> because I didn't, I did, when I first came here, I didn't know about foreign borrowed words. I right. didn't know Japan basically stole a lot of English words and made them sound Japanese. <laughs> uh, but yeah, credito cardo. I mean, you can just say cardo. Yeah, I mean, cash or cardo. And it's it's all context uh, contextual, isn't it? It's uh, where you are at that point. People kind of understand. I mean, what I would say is. when I was uh, looking for the uh, domestic terminal at Haneda Airport, um, I mm. think a domestic might be Kokonai um, and Tamanaru. Tam- you know your words. Tamana- Tamanaru. Terminal. Trying to say terminal with a Japanese Tamanaru. accent, basically. Tamanaru. Tamanaru. Kokonai Tamanaru. <laughs> I just repeated it over <laughs> and over again. I mean, you might know the words for it, but anything more than that, people sometimes don't understand you so don't feel well, incredibly upset that you've got it wrong you might not have got it wrong they might just not understand the contest in which you were speaking <laughs> absolutely the one that always uh, tickled me was uh, DVD player do you know what that is? Uh, DVD player or something I don't know <laughs> yeah it's like DVD player Duh. and I, I, yeah, it's quite, I find it quite difficult to say, actually. DBD. 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 Ah. Uh, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> I love that one. So there you go. Those are the words for money. Mm. So hopefully they'll keep you in good stead. Fantastic. On your two-week trip to Japan. And now we'll close things with wacky news of the week. Yes. Um, uh, uh, do you want to do this I one think, next? I, I keep expecting you to press the, the jingle button. I keep oh, yeah. expecting to hear some amazing jingle thing. Do you want a jingle? Do you want a jaunt to... Long, <laughs> long, oh. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> the in ending the made that. The in ending the mix. Made that. In the mix. Oh, man. So, this Wacky News of the Week is a bit of a weird one. So, there's a candidate running for mayor in one of Tokyo's districts, and he wants artificial intelligence to manage politics. <laughs> to, to basically take the place of politicians. Uh, 44-year-old Mit- I can't say his name Michihito Matsuda uh, is the man behind a revolutionary campaign whose impassioned speech made heads turn as he spoke in front of Tama Center Station uh, in West Tokyo. Uh, he said that uh, the district in Tokyo where he is, his constituency is the most advanced city in Japan 40 years ago, Tama mm. City, yeah. uh, as it stands along 
As it stands, the ageing population will only continue to grow, prompting a need for change in the current administration. Let artificial intelligence determine policies by gathering city data, and then we can create clearly defined politics. <laughs> now, if you look at this up, if you look this guy up, just type in candidate running for mayor of one of Tokyo's artificial intelligence. He's got a really scary, like, truck with pictures of, like, robots nice. on it. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's not as creepy as the Terminator, but it doesn't instill a sense of confidence in this policy. <laughs> I guess it makes sense in some, in some respects, uh, mm. handing over politics to AI, but then again, it just definitely doesn't. <laughs> well, I mean, they, I they, they, they should be using data to to, uh, to inform their politics anyway. That's what I would well, say. yeah, exactly. This does, AI this, to overrule it. This does feel like, you know, when you've got, like, um, a twister board and you've got that little um, spinny thing that says, you know, <laughs> right leg, yellow, um, left arm, yeah. blue. It just reminds me of that, really. The, do this, just spin it randomly. It's confusing. That is how AI works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Twister oh, AI. Days. Twister <laughs> AI. Apparently, he tried to do this four years ago, and about 3,000 people voted for him. So he didn't do too well, so mm. surprised he's come back. He's having another crack. this idea again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What a dude. AI politicians. Oh, Mitchell Heaton. Japan could be the first. Mitchell yeah. Heaton, Matsuda. What are you playing at, mate? What a lad. I'm going to keep an eye out, though. Yeah. I don't know what the results are yet. No. Still early days. He might win. You never know. <laughs> Get him in a video. Interesting one. <laughs> yes. But do send in your questions, guys. Uh, we haven't got time for any questions this week. And we've got uh, an episode coming up next week where we're going to spend the whole episode answering your questions yeah. at bornjapanpodcast at gmail.com. So do send in any questions you might have for Pete or myself, whether it's about travel or language or culture or anything. It can be even Pete's hair. I don't care. Mm. Just send it in. Or lack of it. We will, <laughs> might answer it next week. But that's all for now. That's yeah, it. let's get out of here. Thank That's you for joining it. us, Doing everybody. Things, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have a great week, and we'll speak to you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. And on with a diet plan. Oh, yes. On with a weight loss. <laughs> Go running. My transformation. My transformation begins like a butterfly. Could you use AI for, like, weight loss, do you reckon? <laughs> that's that's a whole another topic for the next podcast okay but yes Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.